Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists and patrons who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize our culture. And we're so pumped you're here. So it's been a couple of years, but we were first introduced to Dawson Hollow through, I think, their mutual friend, Jenea Trudell. All right. Jenea has a new last name. She is now married, and you probably know her best as one part of the sister duo, Jay and Joe. She was also the co-host of season one of the Love Good podcast. Definitely worth going back and listening to. That was a very, very special season. We have more episodes in season one than I think any other season. But Janae just brought so much to the table, a huge part of her gift and, and her contribution to Love Good during her year with us was this incredible network of other artists that she either knew personally or that she was in the process of discovering herself. Dawson Hollow is one of those artists. And today, Marisol sits down to talk about this family band. The, the music really will blow you away. Their story, their passion for culture. And they've got a brand new album called Even When It Doesn't Rhyme. And okay, this is, this is the moment where I'm gonna at least begin giving you a sneak peek because this album will be featured in our package shipping out to patrons around the world next week, which we're really excited about. It's going to be autographed, and it's an album that, I don't know, I, ever since I first heard Dawson Hollow, I thought, these guys are totally unique. Like, it kind of reminded me the first time I heard Mumford & Sons. Okay, maybe that's high praise, but Dawson Hollow is killing it right now, and they're not slowing down. So yeah, just kick back and enjoy. Marisol, as always, does an incredible job of diving into uh, some really cool personal questions, as well as understanding a little bit of their creative process, especially this album in particular. So yeah, in just a moment, we'll be back with Dawson Hollow. Until then, enjoy Keep the Fire Alive. This is off of their 2021 album, again, called Even When It Doesn't Rhyme. Tell me the truth Welcome to the podcast, Dawson Hollow. How are you guys today? We are so good. We're so excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. We are so pumped to have you here. Why don't, before we even like start, you guys just introduce yourself individually and then I'll ask you a little bit about the band and all that so our patrons can get to know you, but. Cool. I'm Aaron Link. I am the drummer for Dawson Hollow. Mm -hmm. I am Ben Link. I am one of the songwriters, singers, and instrumentalists for our favorite band, Dawson Hollow. <laughs> I am Rachel Starnes, used to be Link. These guys are my brothers. I'm multi-instrumentalist and a vocalist and a tour manager. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I told you guys this a little bit before we started the podcast, but I think it was either 2017 or 2018, we put Boy of My Youth in a 
package for our patrons. And people were absolutely obsessed, like so obsessed. People, I still talk to people about what packages, keep in mind, we've definitely put like at least 12 or 13 albums in packages, maybe even more since that day. And people are still asking me about that album and telling me that they love it. So yeah, we just love you guys. We love that. We love that. Yeah. And actually I was thinking about this when I was, I was listening to your music before the podcast and it's so funny because I was hired to Love Good in 2018 and I hadn't really listened to like a ton of Love Good music when I was hired, which is kind of crazy that I would take a job <laughs> without really like looking that deep into it. I mean, I did, but I hadn't really like really dove into the music and I was here in Nashville visiting Jimmy and like doing meetings and stuff like that. And I did this like car ride and I was like, okay, I'm gonna like pull up one of the playlists, like hit shuffle and see. And Lonesome Wolf was the song that came up and I was listening to it. I was driving and I was like, this is so good. (laughs) And I just got really excited for just like what we do, getting behind musicians that are like so, so talented and so just like have great values and want to create music that is good, true and beautiful. So so pumped to have you guys on. We love so that. That's great. To talk about the album. Yeah. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves, your growing up, how you got into music. Just tell me like who is Dawson Hollow? Yeah. So like Rachel said, we're all siblings and there's actually two other members. They're not here with us today, but we're, you can always see five of us going down the street to coffee shops and venues and stuff. And then we have, we call them our unofficial member and he does all of our behind the scenes stuff. He's actually our first cousin. So we keep within the family, but he does the social media and all kinds of different stuff. But we have actually been doing music in some form or fashion for almost 20 years. So our mom was a music teacher and she still gives piano lessons and our dad loved music. So our mom kind of taught us how to play, you know, basic theory. And then, so our mom taught us how, and then our dad taught us why. And so very early on, we realized like music has power to be positive or negative. And it's kind of this safe place to take your questions and your joys and your concerns and just put them to melody. So we, we grew up in some of the, playing some of the first styles we ever played was was kind of our local music so we're from missouri so there's a lot of fiddles and banjos and mandolins and so we kind of cut our teeth doing more of the traditional folk and bluegrass and gospel songs and things like that and then as we got older we started you know like hey if we learn this kind of music we can go play these venues so we started covering you know literally anything from Elvis to Dylan to like whatever people are like you want to hear it and we we'd learn how to do it and then we started writing our own songs and that's kind of where Dawson Hollow became a thing is we're like man we live we love playing music we love playing other people's songs but there's something about when you play something that you penned especially with your best friends and you sing it together it's like the passion level that it's just different so we knew pretty early on, we're like, okay. So Dawson Hollow kind of formulated and became a thing in 2017. Or no, no, 2016 Yes, was our first show. And then we dropped our first album, 2018. And we've just been touring and gigging and 
working on the next album ever since. So that's kind of the elevator version. Love it. Love it. Where did the name Dawson Hollow come from? Ooh, yes. So our mom is really into family ancestry. And she was doing a lot of research on where we came from. And our family came through the Appalachian Mountains and settled in Missouri. And about six generations back, they stopped in a little tiny town called Dawson, Missouri. And so for several years, these two boys were actually born there. We lived in Dawson in this really old, dilapidating house. It was awesome in a farm, but the house set down in a hollow. So that's kind of where our name came from, Dawson and Hollow. That's awesome. I love that story. That's great. And the more we dig into what Dawson actually means, it has a lot of layers and different meanings that are reflective of our hearts, which is, it was not intended, but really cool. That's really cool. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about, you kind of touched on it, but like, When you guys decided to be a band, like, was it one of you that was like, let's do this? Was it all five of you, Kate got the same idea at the same time or what? We were actually in a band at the time. So our mom and our dad actually toured with us. We were, you know, since we were little, like eight years old, literally on a stage, like learning how to play and sing. So we were doing music, but it was kind of a slow realization that's like, okay, if we want to do this long-term and that's always been a really big deal to us, like wanting to do this with longevity, we need to do something that we're going to be passionate about 20 years from now. And for us, that was songwriting and doing our own music. So it was kind of several years of like, all right, we're doing this thing. This is fun. But if we really want to continue doing this, there, there needs to be a change. So we, we kind of, relaunched and started completely different at the same time. And one kind of retired and the other one took off. And that's what we've been doing ever since. But that's kind of how the band came about is we were already doing it, but then we're like, we want to, we want to do this our way. And we want to do, you know, our own songs. That's awesome. And who, how does songwriting work with you guys? Do you have a couple of prominent ones or do you all write or how does it work? You want to answer that one? Yeah. A lot of the writing Ben does, and then I do a little bit here and there. So Ben usually brings a an idea to the band, and then we all kind of put our own spin into it, and we bring the song into pre-production, which is us basically throwing the song into every direction we could possibly imagine. And then we usually kind of have an idea or an assortment of ideas, and then we go to one of our producers and they're like, here's this enigma, (laughs) help us. (laughs) And uh, every song works out differently, but in general, that's kind of the basic idea. And we go to the studio and we record it. And so every song has worked out differently, but that's basically it. It's been a fun evolution of, you know, when we first started, we kind of, we still all write, but everybody's kind of blossomed into like what they thrive at and we Mm kind of like let that person take the lead there and let them take the lead there but yeah it'll any variation of here's a little riff to here's an entire production idea to like here's a poem let's put some music to it but what i love about it is like if aaron brings the idea if i bring the idea it doesn't really matter because by the time it goes through everybody it's dawson hollow because everybody we're very collaborative when it comes to the studio and just ideas. It's like we try not to make it this monarchy thing. It's like 
Everybody has the same goal and somebody kind of has to come in and shape it. Right. But we try to just be open to everybody. What if we, and then just chase that idea. And if it works awesome, if it didn't, we're like, Hey, we, now we know that didn't work and we are all the more confident in this idea. So it's, it's fun. That challenging, but that, fun. that process was really refined in this second album. One of the, I think the first single we released for this album was Summer Snow. And we literally threw that song in almost every genre you could possibly imagine. I was just thinking of that when you guys were yeah. talking about it. So we took the song and it was very folky. Folky. Yeah. yeah. Like Lumineers esque. Yes. And so at one point we were like, what would this song like sound like as 1940s ragtime? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Ben capoed his banjo up so high and it was ridiculous. Like we almost got out like straw hats and stuff. Like it was the whole bit. But we came up with this really awesome like da-da, lick. Da-da, da-da, yes. Da-da, yeah. like, and it so became fun. the hook of the song when we took it from ragtime. So like... It, we've done some very fun stuff. <laughs> That's so fun. So that song, that song, that taking that song through that process kind of gave birth to that idea of when we go into pre-production, don't be afraid to throw it in every direction you could possibly think of. Because it's a, it is, it can be a very stressful like. But what what is the actual song? And to just kind of let that go and just let it run wherever it can. Summer Snow really helped us refine that method, I guess. That's awesome. And have you guys always like gotten along like this, this kind of way that you're explaining the way you guys collaborate is so beautiful and so cool. Is it like that with music and life? Is it like that just with music, but not life? And has it always been like that? (laughs) Yeah, we, we never fight. We're perfect. We're perfect. (laughs) No, it's like some days it's like glue and we're just like, jive in it's like i love my job this is amazing and the next you're just like why are you the way you are and you're just like ah. Oh. so like we're we're just like everybody else i think probably we have done so much life together that whenever we're like getting frustrated or something i think it's like okay we've been here enough times to know that we're gonna get to the other side of this and it's gonna be worth it and it's like we're gonna find a common ground and and work through it and but, we've tried to actively find and research ways to deal with conflict. <laughs> and we've even gone to some like, some like, it was like a counseling. Uh, counseling. Almost, yeah, yeah, it was a counselor lady and gave us some tools like, okay, when this is happening, maybe, you know. And so, and we also have started digging into Enneagrams and learning how and why each other tick the way they do. And that's been very very helpful especially for me and ben yes (laughs) because we're really good buddies but we were getting mad at each other and we didn't know why and now that i know he's a four and he knows i'm a three and why we want to do things a certain way i i'm not mad anymore like oh that's what this is you're approaching it differently we can deal with this so (laughs) well it's even fun to learn like we can have the same goal but our what we think is important maybe slightly different on how we achieve the goal, which is beautiful when we're all, you know, for each other and working together. But when we get kind of distracted by you're so different and I'm so, ah, it definitely can have its challenging days, but that's something we just constantly are trying to dialogue and work through and try to understand. 
So yeah, we've been, Rachel said, into the Enneagrams. So Rachel's a three. I'm a four. Aaron is also a four. Our older brother, Kyle, is a six, I believe. Mm -hmm. Our bass player is also a four. So we have a lot of fours going on. And they're like the emotional ones. So they're constantly cleaning (laughs) up after us. Like, it's like the Incredibles. Get yourself together, man. Like, and then our, our sixth member, Luke, he's a nine. So he just wants everybody to be happy and get along. So it's like, it's a wonderful, wonderful mess, I will say. Enneagram's a good tool. It's actually funny. I'm getting married in the fall and our, the pastor of our church is helping us with marriage prep. And that was the first thing he told us to do. He's like, we're going to do Enneagrams first. <laughs> and so, so what are you? What are your future husband? I actually, okay, so I said that, but I don't know. We haven't had the first meeting yet. So we're going to have the first meeting next Monday so I can follow up. <laughs> You're like, it's going to be awesome. You need to email me <laughs> after you find out what you are. Yes. Okay. That's also true about everyone that does the Enneagram. They want to know what everybody is. <laughs> Even if you don't know a person, like my roommates are all into it. And every time someone comes up, they're like, do you know your Enneagram? It's just like, you just want to know once you know. So I'm excited to embark on this journey of the Enneagram that everybody's so into these days. But It is fun. We were kind of late to the game, but you know oh, what? If you're late, late to the game, I'm much later to the yeah. game. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> But awesome. Okay, so let's talk about this new album that's coming out this summer. We are so pumped about this. And our patrons are so pumped about it because announcement, our patrons are actually going to be receiving this album in their next package. So if you are a higher level patron, you will get the album. If you are not a higher level patron, you should sign up because you want it. You want this album. So tell me about like how the album came to life. Like, what, what was this like? What were the beginning stages, the writing, the production? Just like, tell me everything. This album is really interesting. It's not been your like standard, hey, let's sit down with these 12 songs and record it. We went about it in a very, very different from the first album. So Boy My Youth was like, get in the studio for two weeks and just slam it out. And we wanted to kind of just constantly be not getting in a like a rut of doing the same thing. So like, how do we change it up? So we're like, let's tackle these things one at a time. So we went more of like a singles route. So we actually dropped the first single from this album mm. in uh, no, 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 2019, no. summer of 19. And then the album will be dropping more like summer of 21. So it's literally been two years that we've been kind of releasing stuff. Yeah. So it's been really fun to give every song the sufficient TLC. So we never recorded more than two songs per session. Wow. So we always, it was like, we're going to do one, or we're going to do two, and we're going to like split up the time to, to give them, you know, equal share. So it's been really fun to uh, watch. So like we've been dropping singles. So even as our fan base kind of sees the album unfold, we're also kind of seeing it unfold ourselves. To That's kind of really see like, cool. What, what is this entity going to become? Because when we released, you know, Summer Snow back in 19, we didn't know what songs we were going to be le- releasing this year. So it's been a really different and fun journey. And it's just felt a lot healthier. Mm-hmm. I think the first one... Like we're so, so proud so of the much, first one. It was so much. It, yeah, like it, we love that album, Bommy. But like it was, it was a huge learning curve for all of us. And it was like, 
it had its challenges and everything, but like this process is just, instead of tackling the entire mountain at one time and dealing with all the emotions and the repercussions that come with that, one, one little step at a time, you know, like it's, it's, it's really, really awesome. And one interesting thing about this is whenever we started recording this album, we didn't have the whole aesthetic of the album for the songs. We didn't have the whole narrative of the album figured out. It was just like we every single song, we tried to make it as best as it possibly could. And then as every song kind of came about one by one, the narrative and the aesthetic came together. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it wasn't like we were bound by this one idea. We were like, let's make every song as good as it possibly can be. And then we were actually able to start referencing later in the album process, like, well, we actually could do some s- sounds from Summer Snow or the drum sounds yeah. from Tomorrow or like any anything like I'm such a drummer. But um, <laughs> like it, it was that process of being in a way completely free to deal with every single song and take it to the full extent of what that song could be instead of just like, uh, 13 songs all at once like you can't as an artist it's so hard to balance that Mm -hmm. and yeah I just think everybody should make albums like that because (laughs) it's been fantastic (laughs) I think it's kind of a balance of like we just learned your limits it's like we're proud of the first album and we learned a lot of lessons from the first album of like just as a as an individual you can only pull yourself out so much before you know you start to wear out so I think we learned through the process of like, okay, we can push ourselves in this way and still be healthy. And in this way, we kind of have to put up some boundaries of like, okay, we're going to go to bed at, at this time and we're not going to stay up till 3.30 every night. And then you get to the end of the studio, you know, like session and like every, like half of us are like, this is great. We had fun. And the other people who didn't sleep were like, I can't survive this. So it's just, you know, learning and growing and taking notes as we went along. Yeah. About a third of the way through the process, we actually took a few days away. Some friends lent us this really awesome lake house. And we went and we just had days of writing and arranging and a lot of ideas that came from that week. That would have been, what, January of last year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, January of 2020. We took a few days and like, Almost the rest of the album came out of that. Paper of- Submarine came from that. I think Completely came from that. Keep the Fire Alive came from that. Mm-hmm. River yeah. came mm-hmm. from that. So kind of the bulk of songs that we haven't dropped yet at this point, which is awesome. really exciting. I love that so much. So in terms of the order on the album, is are they going to come out in order? Like, will the album order be the order that they released or... No, Ben has spent hours. Literally all year. He's rearranging it. He's like, I found it, guys. It's magic. And then then two weeks later. No, actually, I think this is it. Yes. So it's the best arrangement. So we've kind of approached this album as kind of our building our exposure and breaking out album. So like doing the single game. So like every, every, every month this year, we're dropping the next single, dropping the next single. So building, building, building. So we think of that as like we're we're reaching out to the potential fan and the passive fan. Well, for the passionate fan, it's like 
we're we are thinking through the album flow so intentionally so that when you listen to it like the flow is correct and it tells mm-hmm. the best story and then by the end you're like i could do that again and you hit the repeat button so like that's we're thinking about all that even as we're like you know playing the industry's game of like all right here's your next single here's your next single i love that i love that and so I like live with a few artists and obviously I work with artists all the time. And I know that deciding the order of the album is like a project in itself. <laughs> like, so, but it's so beautiful too, because I think that's something that I've, I think one of the big things that I've learned since I moved here is, and started working for Love Good. Like when you listen to music, like that artist put obviously their heart and soul into that album, but there's a story in each album. And like, we I've just became super passionate about listening to albums from start to finish always. Because like you said, there is this like singles game and the playlist game and like all of that. And that stuff's fun. There's nothing wrong with listening to playlists. I love playlists and it's a great way to like listen to a lot of different artists at once. But there's something about being intentional and like really diving into the story that each artist is going to tell you. So that's why we still do physical CDs and vinyls because there's value to that. Absolutely. Love it. Also, are you guys still thinking about doing cassettes for your album? Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yes. So the album will release on cassette as well. That is epic. That brings me back good nostalgic memories of road trips as a young child. And that is what I like to hear. There's a huge cassette factory just an hour from us. I think it's the biggest one in the States. And so when we got ready to release the album, we're like, we are absolutely making cassettes. I love this. I love it. When, I'll probably buy one. When we're at shows, we're like, all right, come by the table. We've got CDs, we've got finals, and we have cassettes. And we're like, if you're like my brother and have an old truck, or if you're a hipster, we have cassettes for you. Like, <laughs> yep. I love it. Okay. So I think like the last question I have for you is something we touched on before. You talked about how you realized very young that music can affect you positively and negatively and that you wanted to do something good. I want to dive a little bit more into that. Like, what do you guys really feel is your mission as a band? And how do you, like, how do you strive towards that? Yeah, that's a great question. And we can all answer in our own way if we want. I think for me, kind of back to like how our, how our parents revealed, like, look, music has a lot of power. I think one of our mission statements is just, light and darkness and just positivity so there's there's a lot of noise going on there's a lot of voices and we always lean towards the the voice that leans towards hope the voice Mm -hmm. that leans towards peace sound mind so that's that's kind of where we try to exist and that's where a lot of our songs are coming from the opposite place, but getting to back to that place. So like our song, Keep the Fire Alive, it's, that's literally it. It's like written from a place of desperation and anxiety and overwhelmed to a place of, all right, we're gonna be okay. Like what we're doing is important. We just keep keep pressing in, keep pressing in. And, and one of our mottos and goals is like, at the end of the song, at the end of an album, at the end of a show, at the end of a conversation, our hope is that everyone we meet is better for it, having heard the song or taking the time to talk to them after a show or whatever. It's just constantly just spreading that positivity. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is for me, anyways. Yeah, love it. I love being able to a lot. So much of life now is like experienced through the internet, and so like it's just like this virtual ether that you're like living life in. And one of my favorite things to do is go to venues and meet real people and to like fans who we interact with on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube comment section, all this stuff, being able to actually meet them and engage in this real community. That's not artificial. That's not Mm -hmm. in the ether is like, I don't know. It just makes me feel alive whenever it's like, these are like real people. This is real life. This music is for real people. It just gives a lot of purpose. And it's just really, it's been really fun to just see a community build around this music and to just be a part of that is really awesome. And music is just really, really fun to play. (laughs) And it's, it's really hard to be consistent with it. And it requires a lot of discipline to actually take it far. And so it's, it's a big challenge, but it's, it's very, very fulfilling to actually like meet the challenge and yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Do you have one? Oh, you guys really covered it. (laughs) Yeah. Bringing positivity is probably at the core of everything we do. Our parents always said the thing, bring goodwill to the table. So it's kind of fun when you're touring, recording, just traveling while you're touring is, is intense and always trying to bring goodwill to the table is really cool. People see that and they engage with you. And it's, I just love when that happens. It's so cool. That's awesome. That's great. Okay, last question. What's your favorite song on the album? Each of you can tell us. Oh, the Everyone the new hates one? this question, but I or love it. the old it. one. Of the, the new, new one. one. The new one, okay. Paper Submarine. Mm. All right, that's Aaron's answer. Aaron and I have this running joke that we're like, Paper Submarine is this slept on gym. It's a that perfect, we're like, perfect, song a perfect pop song. And we're like, why isn't it in the top five on our Spotify yet? And we're just like, <laughs> it's a slept on gym. It's a slept on gym. And we're like, what, what? So whenever we ask people that, we're like, please, that song, that song, yeah, that song, song, Paper Submarine. And they're like, Fire and Flood, Euphoria, uh, <laughs> just song flows that are completely like not perfect, but it's still great. It's like, Ah, come on we thought we cheated the system but we know john mayer <laughs> yep this factor his the audience is smarter than you the fans we're know like, better than we do they know better than us so we're like so. okay you guys know you guys know more than we do <laughs> it's really hard to pick but i really like don a lot but i can't pick. oh i don't know <laughs> can i pick top three or does it have to be one sure that's fine top three is good I have a soft spot for summer snow. Like oh. I'm just, I'm like really proud of that one. When I when I first started writing it, I was listening to a lot of Bob Dylan, like specifically "Don't Think Twice, It's All Right," and just that like jangling guitar thing. Mm-hmm. And it came out of that place and went like somewhere so so different. But I'm I really love that one. For me, pers- like on a personal level, I think "Keep the Fire Alive" mm-hmm. may be my most honest and intimate and like exposed place and i found i found myself playing it like no one else is around like a lot of these songs we write for people you know it's like we write this for others 
that one's very personal and like it, especially this last year it was like we spent a lot of more time at home and like there'd be nobody at the house and i would just be playing this song like four or five times in a row just like i don't know it just like grounded me and reminded me of what's important so i love i love that one and then we have one at this current time for us it hasn't been dropped yet and it's like it's kind of our secret card right oh, now. So yeah. I don't know if I'll say the name of it, but okay. we are making a music video for it this next week and we're going all out. I'm and so excited. It's a close contender for a favorite song. I'll just yeah. say that. Oh, I totally forgot That's about that one. I love it how like we with the way this album works, it's like we've worked on these songs over the past year plus. Plus, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it's just like for like whatever month we were working on that song, that was everything yeah. about everything that we were that it was embodied in that song. And then to like months later, you're talking and you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like it was so big in the moment. And then to like, forget about it. You're like, Oh, I kind of feel bad. But <laughs> luckily we have, we have the master, so we won't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been awesome. It has been so good to get to know you guys. And I am so excited to like introduce our patrons and our listeners to y'all. Before we go, tell us where we can find you, website, social media, Spotify, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Our website is DawsonHollow.com. Uh, you can find us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube comment section. Let's go. <laughs> also TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, and Spotify. Videos. We love every listen on Spotify helps us. Thanks, guys. Yes. So yes, yes, on, yes. I mean, all stream platforms, but specifically Spotify, we have a playlist just called This is Dawson Hollow. And every month in 2021, we're going to be dropping a new song. So love it. if you want to stay tuned, we're going to be doing some remixes and reimagined stuff. So go follow that playlist and it'll notify you because we're going to be dropping it every oh, 20 We should days. also tell them about what we just recorded. For after this album, we're reco- we're releasing some covers. Oh, yes. oh fun! Yeah, ah, we're very excited about those. Oh, that's so so fun! Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It was great to get to know you, and we hope to see more of you soon. Awesome. Thank you so awesome. much. Thanks, Marisol. Thank you. You're listening to Paper Submarine off of the 2021 album, the brand new album from, of course, Dawson Hollow. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. What a privilege. It is such a joy for us, for myself, for Marisol, any of our patrons to sit down with artists and to dive in to these bigger topics and these bigger conversations about what it really means to be human, what it means to be passionate about culture and to build an authentically human culture, ultimately a Christian culture. 
That's what we're all about here at Love Good. And if you're discovering us for the first time, perhaps because you're a fan of Dawson Hollow and you saw them post about this podcast, or maybe many of you have just been kind of hanging on the fence for a long time listening to the podcast, but you haven't quite gone into the deep waters of what we call patronage, right? Then today is your day because next week we're releasing our summer package to all of our patrons across seven or eight different countries. And okay, it's obviously going to feature Dawson Hollow. It's going to feature a couple of other artists that we could not be more excited about. I'm going to go ahead and put it on you rather than tell you on the podcast. I'm going to put it on you to go to joinlovegood.com and you can see exactly what is featured in this package. We've always got two or three artists that we're collaborating with. We've always got a book that we're publishing, in most cases, an exclusive book, something you cannot find anywhere else. I'll tell you this much. We've got a brand new t-shirt going out to our patrons. It's really cool, really simple. It just says, better culture starts here. And again, these packages, they are the premier product, the premier offering of Love Good. You can't get your hands on any of it unless you're a patron. And even if you're just not quite ready to jump in at $25 a month or $50 a month to get the premium package, you can jump in for as little as $5 a month. You're still going to get a beautiful welcome package. All that to say, go to joinlovegood.com. Tell all your family and friends to go and joinlovegood.com. Get on board. Join the movement that is evangelizing culture through beauty. Cannot wait to see you next week. Can't wait to hear what you think about this incredible summer package. But know that we're sitting down with another artist next week. I'm not even going to tell you who it is because I'm just so pumped. I want to keep you hanging in the balance. So get pumped. Nothing but love and prayers. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Love Good Podcast. Share this episode link on social media, leave us a review, and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. You'll start enjoying our premium content and seasonal packages that not only raise your standard for music, books, and art, but that also inspire you to evangelize culture through beauty. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.